Was that hard to watch? Yeah, it's hard to watch. Hard to watch because it's real life. And I think that sometimes we take this book and we <clears throat> we hear what it says. But I think that not all the time do we realize that it's happening today. The exact same stuff that God warned us about, that Jesus came and warned us about. And as we look at this passage of Scripture that, that Jack read, and we're going to actually just step a little further back and come forward, and, but we're going we're gonna to see what we just saw in, in today's world many, many years ago. And it's not, it's not fake. It's 100% true. Last week we talked about purifying and being purified, right? That was a fun sermon to give. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was God's message. And this week, it builds on top of that. Ananias and Sapphira messed up. And were judged. And the church was purified. Because something was coming. Something was coming that was going to be very hard. Again, the attack came. And like we just got done reading with the young people, John the Baptist said, be ready. Repent. Be ready, because it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Be ready. And so as we take a look at, at the apostles under the attack, as we take a look at the warning that was given, and as we continue to prepare this Advent season with are we there yet? As we continue our journey, our travel plans that God has for us, are you ready? There is very difficult, there, there are very similar, but also very different. Preparation is, is, is or, or doing the prep work is different from actually being ready. As you all know, I love to cook. I love it, and I, I'm excited about making ribs for you all next week. I'm excited. I've been preparing for weeks, been doing my exercises, been clean eating, been getting my, myself ready. I got it ready to where we're going to go and pick up the ribs. We're going to lay them all out, clean them off, dry them up. Sprinkle some happiness on it. Put a little mustard and rub it in. Sprinkle more happiness. Prepare them. But are they ready yet? Well, they have to go through the fire first to be ready. 
And here we've seen in this passage of Scripture, we're seeing for another time. We're not talking about ribs now. We're talking about anything else. We're talking about God preparing those that he put in service. God preparing Peter, John, the apostles, you and I. Preparing. Sprinkling us with the magic dust, right? The Holy Spirit. Getting us ready, getting our minds straight. Getting our hearts right. Getting our focus right. To do what He called us to do. So what happens? What happens? This whole thing. We see and we go through this passage of Scripture that, that, uh, that Jack read and we see the exact same thing is happening again, but now it's even more painful. It's again the same sermon, the similar circumstance, the series, the saga continues. You know, I sat there the other night when I was reading through this, and I'm like, really, Lord, again? You want me to do it again? The same one again? Yes, Pastor Luke. Yes, my son. Again. As you prepare. As you prepare them, as I prepare you. Can you imagine what, what Peter was thinking? I'm getting called into the, the Sanhedrin again. So we see the first thing we see is they face the anger of the Sadducees. Filled with envy, they, they ordered the arrest of the apostles. Here we also see that the angel of the Lord gave the apostles a command that then when they followed would lead to a brutal flogging. If that strikes you as odd, it is probably because of the prevailing idea among many believers that obedience inevitably leads to blessing and defined as a problem-free, blissful existence. Being a Christian's easy, right? I found a book, that, and I was reading, and one of the quotes from it was this, Serious students of the Bible know that obeying God often results in pain and suffering. They also recognize that being persecuted for Jesus Christ is a deeper kind of blessing. What biblical commands, I'm asking, is if obeyed might result in discomfort to us today? What commands? is going to be uncomfortable for us today. Should we start with the first one? Thou shalt not have no other gods before me. Uncomfortable? Hard to do? Yeah. How about this one? Thou shalt not take the name of thy God in vain. Respect the name. Is it hard to do? OMG, how often, how often do you see that? Okay, well, we're 0 for 2 now, okay. Three, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Look around. 
Enough said. I need you to take a break. Spend time with me, says God. I need you all the time. Not just an hour, once or twice a month. What's the next one? Honor thy father and mother. Is that one hard? But it has a promise that, they'll ha- that you'll have a, go- a long life. Anyone ever have a fight with mom and dad? Anyone ever fight with their kids? Hmm. You don't have to raise your hand. I already know the answer. Thou shalt not kill. Oh, I got that one, Pastor. I haven't killed nobody. No murder on my record. Really? Are you overweight? You're killing yourself. You do anything to hurt your body at, at, at any time ever? You're killing yourself. We were talking about this this morning at, 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 at confirmation. What does it mean to kill? It can be as easy as saying things to someone that kills their soul. Hurtful words. Cut deep. Shall I continue? Thou shalt not steal. We'll let, it, we'll let it be. But these are the things that, that God said I need you to do. Is it, unco- is it uncomfortable? Could you commit yourself to live keeping all of them? Suppose someone threatened to kill you. We just saw that on the video. If you don't stop about talking about Jesus, can you imagine? Can you even imagine? Someone comes up to you and say, if you talk about Jesus one more time, I'm going to kill you. I will cause you major pain if you keep doing what this, this thing that you're doing. So that's what's happening here. The Sadducees are sad, you see, because they're angry. And so, how does that apply to us today? I tell you, we might be tempted to keep quiet, and, and after being threatened by powerful leaders and arrested and jailed, it, boy, I don't know, I'd have to really think twice, right? Right? Not here. They are arrested, jailed, beaten, miraculously released, and guess what they did? We're going right back preaching. And it angered the Sanhedrin so much that they said, We will arrest you. And do it all again. 
There was nothing more than, than God's Spirit working through them. We see that in verses in, in chapter 4, verse 13, where it says, <clears throat> Now as they observed, <clears throat> observed the confidence of Peter and John and understand that they were uneducated and untrained men, you know I love this verse, that they were amazed and began to recognize them having been with Jesus. The, apostle, the apostles experienced powers to do miracles and had great boldness in preaching and God's presence in their lives, yet they were not free from hatred or persecution. They were arrested. They were jailed. They were beaten. They were slandered by the community leaders. Faith in God does not make troubles disappear, church. It makes troubles appear less frightening because it puts them in correct perspective. Faith in God gives us the strength. I'm telling you, don't expect everyone to react favorably when you share something as dynamic as your faith in Jesus Christ. Some will be jealous. Some will be afraid. Some will be threatened. Some will expect more negative reaction and, and that, that you'll ever feel before. The reaction of those that, that you thought were behind you. Have you felt that before? Have you felt that before? Where you have stood on something, you stood in love with your Savior, and then were shunned? It hurts. It hurts a lot. It hurts to the point where you just sometimes don't know if we want to do it anymore. Because the devil gets in. Having to face the anger is hard. But while they're there facing the anger, the apostles, number two, they answer. They give an answer. They explain their mission. We must obey God rather than human authority. They explain who the Messiah is, that they are the ones, we are the ones that killed him. That God raised Jesus from the dead. I tell you what, the temple at daybreak where they were, where they were captured, was a very busy place. Many people stopped by the temple to pray and worship before sunrise, and the apostles were there ready. They were ready to share the good news of what Jesus is doing in their life. This is after they've been arrested and jailed numerous times. They're still back. We saw on the screen, but also I have it written here, John 15, 18. If the world hates you, you know that it had hated me before it hated you. There will be situations where we will not be able to obey both God and people, and we must obey God and trust his word. Luke six twenty two says this, it encourages us what blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man. They answered. 
We started this a long time ago, taking it to the streets, right? We're witnessing them take it to the streets, literally. But they did it in their hearts and in their minds and in their whole body. They faced the anger, but then they answered. They answered the call. When we look at ourselves in the mirror, can we say the same thing? Have we faced the anger? Do we know how to answer? Gracia just prayed a little bit ago that people are here today for many, many reasons. Facing the anger of this world. You know what it is. Facing the anger of this world. This world, the devil who is in this world wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Destroy you, your personality. Destroy your relationships. Destroy everything that is good about you. Anyone ever going through hard times? Any sickness going on? Any fights in families or problems at work? How about financial? Any problems there? Or do we all live in nirvana? I mean, this is Seattle, nirvana, well, you know. Some of you got it, some of you didn't. <laughs> we don't live in nirvana. We live in this world. And he tells us, you are not of this world. You're from my world. I created you. You are residents of the eternal kingdom. But right now, when you're here, you're going to be attacked. Do we have the answer? I, I, I know the answer. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer. But as we continue, we see even further. If we, we read even further, I know that, that we only read to verse 32, but we come into, from 33 on, we come into the advice of a lawyer. Oh, good times, right? We're going to talk about a lawyer. On verse, verse 33 through 42, we see, we've now seen the anger, we've seen the answer the apostles gave, but now we're going to see the advice of a lawyer here in verse 33 through 42, where we see that uh, the teacher of Paul steps in. He talks to the council. He's a Pharisee. He's a Pharisee, and he gives many illustrations by this lawyer for the verse 35 to 37. He offers examples of two unsuccessful spiritual revolts in past days. The Pharisees were the other majority or major party in the Jewish high council with the Sadducees. So we have the Sadducees, they're sad, you see, and the Pharisees are making it sure that it's fair, you see. Wow, you didn't get that one. Okay, I like puns. <laughs> Peter's like, stay on topic, Pastor. 
The Pharisees were there to keep the law, strictly to keep the law. Not only God's law, but hundreds of other laws that they added to God's law. They were careful about, about out, out, outward purity, but many of, of, of their hearts were full of impure motives. Kind of goes back to what we just saw last week. Now we're going above the court who is fear, full of impurity. And Jesus confronted the Pharisees often during his ministry on earth. Oddly enough, a Pharisee named Gamaliel became an unexpected ally of the apostle. <clears throat> Although he probably did not support all their teachings, he was a distinguished member of the high council, and he was a teacher. While he may have saved the lives of the apostles, I think maybe his real intentions probably were to prevent a division in the council. The apostles were, 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 were popular among the people, and killing them might start a huge riot. And so uh, he advised the council to give the apostles some breathing room to continue their work. The council decided to wait. The council, they said, let's just hold on for a little bit here and hope that it would just all go away. Ironically, Paul was one of, these, one of the greatest apostles, had been one of this, you know, this guy's students. Here we see that Peter and John had been warned repeatedly not to preach, but they continued in spite of the threats. We also should live as Jesus has called us and asked us to do and share our faith no matter what the cost. We may not be beaten or thrown into jail, but we may be ridiculed and ostracized and slandered. Will we have that lawyer that comes to us? Here they had one. Brings us back to a wonderful term, a theological term, justification. Found not guilty. Right? Here, the apostles were said, just let them go. It'll just go away. That's not what our, what our lawyer did. Because we have an amazing lawyer. His name is Jesus Christ. Guess who the judge is? His dad. His dad's the judge. We're being represented by Jesus Christ. Guess what's going to happen? Jesus is going to go say to his father, the judge, Dad, they're not guilty. Take me instead. That's what he's doing. In this passage of Scripture, God used another man to let these guys go. But before they went, guess what happened? 
in good, in pretty. They were beaten. They were flogged publicly so everybody could see. Guess what they did? They took it to the streets again and they kept preaching. What we have received because of this act of being prepared and being ready is preparing the way for Jesus Christ to come to earth who pays the price for us. You heard me say it last year at Christmas time. His birth was for his death. His death was for our birth. Spiritual birth. And here, through this passage of Scripture, we are simply being shown that there is going to be problems. There is going to be heartaches. There is going to be persecution. So, what's the take home? What's this whole 25 minutes worth? Be ready. Learn and follow the examples of the apostles. Know that there is going to be anger. Be able to give the answer. And take the advice that is given to us in His Word. You know, I tried so hard this week, tried to figure a way that we could make this work with the three A's. Triple A, I was trying, well, get rescued, you call triple A. No. Jesus has us. Just like he has the apostles. He knew that they were going to face anger. He knew that they were going to be able to answer because he trained them. And he also knew that they were going to yield the advice that was given, yes, by this man, but also the advice that he gives right here in this word. And as we prepare, as we make ourselves ready, that why we have that tree over there, why we have all this stuff going on, as we prepare for the coming of our King, Jesus Christ. I'm asking you, are you really ready to face the anger, to give the answer, and to follow the advice of Jesus? If you are, praise the Lord. If you haven't figured it out yet, seek somebody out, myself, anybody. Let's have a conversation. Let me continue to show you the Word of God, how much He loves you, Because this is hard. As we just watched, it took, me, it took me a few minutes to get back on track after watching that video because there is pain. But it all goes away through Jesus Christ. Amen? Father God in heaven, I come before you and I love you and I thank you and I praise you. Lord, I'm asking right now that you would continue to work in our hearts and minds and let us be open to your grace, your mercy, and your love that you give to us.
through your word, through baptism, and through the sacraments of the altar. But Lord, I'm also asking right now that you would continue to speak to our, heart, our hearts and minds and tell us the truth that you want us to know. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.